This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, where your hosts, Amber and Jenna. And today we're discussing the amazingly juicy topic of twin flames, soulmates, and life partners. For show notes, more on twin flame soulmate life partners, or to sign up for our video newsletter, check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. Jenna, do you want to please give us your definition on these three relationship archetypes? Yes, I will. And before I do, I will just say that these are three archetypes of types of relationships that you can experience. They are not all the different types, but these are just three that commonly come up for people and can, you know, maybe kind of send your mind like in a loop or whatever. So just to like really clearly define them might be helpful. So that being said, um, first we're going to define what we have called the soulmate relationship, which in this relationship, it's everything you want on paper, but it doesn't ignite your passion. So that's like our one liner for that definition. For twin flame relationship, we're defining that as having a deep past life connection, but yet this triggers all of your wounds and causes you to evolve deeply from within. If you learn from it. If you learn from it. If you don't, you're just broken. You're broken. For the rest of your life. (laughs) For the rest of your life. And then our third type that we are defining today is what we have called the life partner, which um, is a relationship in which both are passionate and loving. You have a joint mission, which is sustainable, and you can um, live happily and content for a long time. In health. In health. Beautiful. In balance. Yes. Um, yeah. So where did, where do we kind of come up with this? Well, um, a long time ago, a couple of, uh, more than a couple, probably about five to 10 years ago, I had a friend who had just returned from a retreat in India and she had met someone in India on this meditation Ayurvedic kind of retreat that came, um, that offered her this philosophy and she repeated it to me and it was like it was like someone just read my mind and put all the answers gave offered me all the answers that i was looking for and just offered me some sense of closure and um hope and it was really the only clearly defined analogy that I could relate to and apply to my relationships and get closure on. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really powerful moment for me. And so I was like, from then onward, I was able to move through my life and not try fit a circle into a square when it came to relationships. And also for me, I kind of used this as my guide during dating, during mm-hmm. looking for my life partner. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's a twin flame type. Not mm-hmm. going to go there. Mm-hmm. Done that before. Know where that ends up. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah, that's definitely more of a soulmate thing. Not going to invest too much there because I just know if it doesn't have that element, that's not my life partner. Mm-hmm. And it really helped me just navigate my way through the ins and outs and, um, just really utilize my time with that. Yeah. And have peace with, um, relationships and to say, well, this is a twin flame. This is never going to evolve into be your life partner. That is, I think the best gift from using this analogy is knowing that everyone you've called into your life in a relationship sense has a purpose and an opportunity for you to heal. It is calling you to heal 
in some way. Mm -hmm. And so when you understand that there is a purpose and they're exactly how they're meant to be and that dynamic is exactly how it was meant to be, there's a sense of peace around it Mm -hmm. and a sense of acceptance Um, And without that peace and acceptance, those main massive relationships I had that I couldn't quite work out, like, but we were so in love. How come we never worked out? Or he was so great. How come I just never wanted to, you know, be physical with him? All of that makes sense. And it offers me, yeah, closure, which for me is empowerment. It means I can get on with my Mm -hmm. life, put it to rest, understand it and thank it and be grateful rather than me being left with resentment Mm -hmm. and a broken pain and yeah. yeah. Confusion. Totally. Um, sounds great. Okay. So let's, um, we're going to get a little deeper into each of these types as we see them. And so let's get a little deep into the soulmate type. Mm, Okay. So for me personally, my soulmate was, um, the first relationship, first major relationship I had. Let me interject one thing. This is just to, for our listeners, this is the type that is everything you want on paper, but it just isn't, the passion isn't there. Okay. So for, so for you, it was your first serious relationship. And for some people it often is. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was kind of like an instantaneous connection. Like when I met him, it's not like I was like, oh, that's my soulmate. It was like, whoa, like, it's like, I know this person, they know me. It's like, they really see me, like who I really am rather than whatever other people see. And it was this instant, um, soul connection in regards to our souls just wanted to play and have fun and be together. And like, there was so much exploration and I'm so thankful that this is my first major relationship because it brought me out. And I think this was the reason I called it in is because it, it flowered, it, it kind of like helped me bloom. It helped me open up into parts of myself that were shut down before. It helped me love myself and feel confident and like my body and just feel loved and adored and safe and looked after, which I hadn't really experienced um, at all in relationships, but not much in my upbringing. So it, it was really healing for me on a deep level. But there wasn't that element of, it was more of a, for me, it was more of like a brotherly dynamic than a lover dynamic. But it had all of those beautiful, healing, medicinal, fun elements to it. So it was really confusing for me to to work out, oh, maybe this is just what relationships are like. Like, maybe I don't need that sexual dynamic. Like, am I ever going to meet someone again that knows me so well, loves me, that I have so much fun with? Like, am I really going to give that all up for someone else that just doesn't even get me? And so there was a lot of fear in letting go of that first relationship just because I didn't know what else existed. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like it should have been everything that you would want. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, definitely. On, that um, is confusing. Yeah, it was confusing. But I'm really grateful for calling that person in because, as I said, like they kind of set a bar in that's what I want. That's the standard I want to keep when it comes down to how I want to be treated. You know, that dynamic of fun and energy and playfulness and like care. I, it, it kind of set a standard where I'm like, I'm not going to settle for anything less moving forward in those departments. But in that other department, I need more. Which is the passion department. The passion department, the physical attraction department that needed to be, um, 
I just had this intuitive knowing that that there was more. There was more. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we should segue now into the twin flame relationship, which is an extremely passionate passionate relationship <laughs> um but is not so healthy yes so so what are some qualities of the twin flame relationship as we're calling oh it? boy this is a big one this is you know this is the type of memory that gets your heart beating and makes you a little like flustered it's a for me i feel like and before you get into it i feel like this is the relationship type that really um tortures people yes you know, totally because it's so extreme and it's so unfathomable. Like you can't actually put it into, um, you can't explain it to anyone. It's more of like a visceral Visceral ignition that you get when you are in the room with that person. Mm -hmm. And it's unexplainable. Mm -hmm. You can't explain, explain why every single cell in your body just gets like on fire. Like a magnetic almost That's it. need to. That's it. And I have a couple of theories on what that is. Tell us. Wow. Well, um, one of them is just simple, plain chemistry. It's your body's kind of pheromones, pheromones. and their pheromones just are a really great match. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, there's, but it's so much deeper than that because I've had that before and it wasn't enough to keep me there. So with the twin flame, I think that besides the physical um, dynamic just being on point, there's a deep um, knowing, soul knowing of them almost as if you have been with them in multiple lifetimes. Definitely. Almost as if they have been your great love for mm-hmm. many lifetimes. And when you see them again, it's like a familiarity. It's kind of like, it's like I know who you, it's like I know you on a level that I shouldn't know you right now because I've just met you. Totally. You know, it's like that moment where you just see lifetimes with someone when you first meet them. But I wanted to interject because not to be confused with you also felt like you knew your soulmate from a past life. But just to clarify, that was more of like a brother, sisterly, familial type. Whereas this is like the passionate lover type of feeling from from maybe that came through from past lives. Yeah. And also this is just my personal experience. This is not this going to be the standard for everyone. Some people may never meet all three of these archetypes and some people may meet all of them several times. times. Totally. Yeah, you never know. And some people may feel like instantly they knew someone was their life partner. Whereas for me, it kind of like took a while for Mm -hmm. me to realize who they were. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for instance, I don't feel with my life partner that I've known him several lifetimes. I really feel like I don't, I'm still getting to know him in that deeper, deeper sense. Mm -hmm. It's, but with my twin flame and my soulmate, I just had that um, intrinsic understanding and knowing of Mm -hmm. them without that being um, practical. Okay, totally. So it's all, just apply this to your life and your situations. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. So basically twin flame, you know, because you have that deep knowing and connection on a physical, soulful, psychic, spiritual level, emotional level, it's a hook. It's a major, major hook. And it's almost like they're your oxygen. Like you, you become so on fire when you're with them that you're on a high and you don't want that high to come down. You're in the, you know, all of those brain chemicals are firing everywhere and the endorphins are spilling out of you and you're on the biggest love high of your life. And with that high, 
comes the low. Mm -hmm. When that high drops, you're at the lowest low you can ever go. And it is, it's so hard not to take that personal because you are so in love and doting and like, on your a high, so your heart involved. is so open and you're just giving this one person everything you've ever given anyone that when that low comes, it's like the ultimate shock on a visceral level. Like you're like, how can we go from being so in love and fighting for each other to the death to I want to rip your eyeballs out and kill you? Like I can imagine myself like trying to kill you right like now. Like that level of passion that, Translates, like, that you could actually kill yes, like because yes. you're so crazy yes, involved in exactly. love and, and throws and, of passion. And it becomes an addiction. Mm-hmm. It becomes that you're constantly chasing that high and that, you know, without that high, you know, you're kind of always looking for it and you're not quite present with other people in your life. You don't, you turn into someone that people close to you don't recognize. You you kind of go crazy. Like I literally was the craziest I've ever been in my entire life in that twin flame relationship. Like there was, a, I was like, look to myself. I'm like, I don't recognize myself. Like, am I really considering those things? Like I'm insane. I've lost the plot. And it's because I had been driven to a point where it had consumed my entire life, you know, because it was so intense. There's something that intense, like can't just be a passing thing in your life. You think that because that person like ignites you and gets to your heart and they understand you on such a deep level that they have to be your life they partner. have to be your life they partner. have to there's no other option because nothing's ever going to compare mm-hmm. and no one's ever going to love you as much and know you as much or vice versa so then you start kind of trying to have expectations of a life partner in a, in a twin flame but that's impossible They are not capable, in my experience, they were not capable of showing up with sustainability, with integrity, with all the things you need to feel safe and to feel fully like I can walk an entire life with this person and be healthy and be Mm -hmm. my best and be optimal because they're going to emotionally trigger you on uh, every single thing, you know? Yeah, you're falling apart. I've seen, you know, people who are have tried to make their twin flames into their life partners. And like, I've seen them posting on Facebook things like it's no joke trying to like <laughs> be married to your twin flame, you know, cause it isn't. And it's yeah. really hard and you're getting triggered on like a really deep level all the time. And it's not restful or content or uh, like easy or sustainable. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's part of that fiery dynamic mm-hmm. that, that point that you are both like so, like reactive because you're so both your hearts are both so involved that you're just so hurt and you take everything so personally because it's just everything's so intense and um yeah I just find that they don't have the qualities of a life partner what you need to to live a healthy sustainable love it's up and down up and down crazy what another point you have here that I, I like was that it brings out the worst in you. Oh, yeah. Reveals your shadow side. Totally. So when, Activates all your insecurities. Yeah. So when it comes down to your triggers, I really believe that part of the reason you 
call your twin flame in is to be triggered on such a deep level with all your deepest wounds that you are faced with the ugliest parts of yourself and you either have a choice in that moment to transcend them and heal them and move out of them or to continue destroying yourself with having those wounds within you and and activating with being activated within you so i think that's why we call our our twin flames in is to um, activate us to that degree trigger and us. get us to look at ourselves, trigger us and get us to look at ourselves and be like, wow, that I didn't Is even know I that was a heal. problem. And mm-hmm. oh, I have those trust issues because of them, but they're really rooted from my father. So I've got to then forgive my father and then maybe I won't be so triggered around that or whatever totally. it may be. And so to get deeper in with yourself and where you feel uncomfortable so that you can go there and heal that's those it. places. Um, okay, so how can we how can we heal from a twin flame relationship? Because usually they leave you pretty broken, right? Yeah, it's like that dark night of the soul. Um, I mean, for me personally, I the hard thing is recovering from a twin flame. For me, was that you feel so connected to them psychically, physically, emotionally, everything connected to them that it's almost as if their essence is living within you. It lives inside you. So you wake up, you feel them in you, you go to sleep, you feel them in you. And that creates this almost mind loop where you're always thinking of them and whether you know what they're doing and where they're being. And maybe they're thinking of you. That's why you're thinking of them. And it's this like, you know, it's like they dwell within you. So it's really hard to escape them, mm-hmm. which means that you're constantly thinking of them or being haunted by them almost. So, you know, for me, what worked was really understanding and coming to terms and accepting the fact that you can be that madly in love with someone and that and work so well in so many kind of ways with one person and they not be the person you're meant to spend the rest of your life with and the father of your children and your life partner. When you really come to terms with that, it's easier to accept them for who they were and to take them as a blessing and to remove being taking things so personally and see that, thank God I called them in to activate those parts of me to really heal to the deepest level. And for me, I was so shattered and broken by that relationship by the time it ended that I had no other choice but to rebuild my entire life, rebuild who I was in the world, rebuild what I wanted to do in the world, rebuild what country I wanted to live in, the whole thing. So with you know, I, I was so, I had nothing. I, I, I just disintegrated into this whole mess that I was basically going to be a shattered person for the rest of my life, or I was consciously rebuilding who I wanted to be in the world. Cause I knew who I didn't want to be. And I knew who I didn't want to be with and who I couldn't function with. So all of a sudden I had the greatest clarity. I was broken free from all of my genetic inheritance and programming from my family and my environment and my school and all that stuff growing up. And I got an opportunity to rebuild myself in the most authentic, empowering way possible. So I got to just like decide who I want to be in the world. And so I removed myself. I removed myself from the country that I was dwelling in 
to, to move my environment as well as my mental space and my heart into a fresh, clean slate. And for me, every day I worked on loving myself, accepting myself, exercising those parts of a human I wanted to move into and I wanted to be. And I started attracting people who were like that in my life. I was getting into my body. I was exercising and going out dancing and eating medicinal food. And I was really, um, every aspect of my life I made sure was medicine because I had every aspect of my life was that before that seemed like it was poison. My thoughts what I was putting into my body, everything seemed like it was bringing me down. So I just made sure that everything I surrounded myself with, all the words I spoke, all the thoughts I had was medicine and was healing for me. Good. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you did heal from that and you moved on to your life partner, (laughs) which is our final, our final one um, of our three types that we're going to be talking about today. And this is the person that you can have that sustainable lifetime relationship with, and it's in balance and it's very healthy. So let's get into that because I know a lot of people are looking for that. Yeah. um, I really truly believe I wouldn't have recognized my life partner if it weren't for my experience with my twin flame, Mm -hmm. which makes me so grateful for all those experiences I had because I think my soulmate led me to my twin flame because I was looking for that fire and I was looking for that connectedness on that physical level. And then my soul, I got that for sure with my twin flame, but then what he was lacking led me to understand I needed that for a sustainable relationship and health. Mm -hmm. And that led me to recognize my life partner. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, you know, if anyone's listened to our manifestation podcast, that was really how I called my life partner in. I got clear about what I wanted, who I was in the world, what type of person I wanted to be and what type of life partner and husband and human would bring out the best in me because my twin flame definitely brought out the worst. Mm -hmm. So I really, when manifesting him, thought about what qualities and attributes of a man would really allow me to feel safe and empowered and loved and healthy and being able to like fulfill my life purpose without being distracted by this constant drama. That is a major point for me. Oh, yeah. A relationship that supports your mission. And doesn't get you distracted and sidetracked into drama. Yeah, sorry. And constantly managing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, um, when I met my life partner, as I said before, I didn't initially meet him and I'm like, boom, you're you're my life partner. That's it. Um, It was more so a um, a familiarity because I had been manifesting him and he'd been living within me when whenever I visualized him or felt him or thought about him for I think it was like six months I'd been like working on that manifestation for and so when I met him I was kind of like hmm you kind of like seem like my type like (laughs) there's something about you that kind of seems familiar Um, but I wasn't actively looking for my husband. I was having so much fun bouncing around LA. I'm like, I was actually deterred by the idea of someone being my life partner because I just wanted to have fun and be free for a second. And so basically my life partner, like when that all happened and, and we ended up like committing to each other for the rest of our lives, for the first time ever, I felt this sense of I could just let go. 
I could, I was just in ease and be seen and held and there was no massive triggers going on and no tiptoeing and no drama and no, like, it was just, I could trust him. We could both be ourselves without there being dramas or having to manage. And when, when I really, when we really fell in love, it was a different kind of love. It was kind of like, you know, how I can explain it is it was more like a deep, solid love. It wasn't like a high fireworks out of control. Like we can't keep our hands off each other love. And it, and it wasn't kind of like, um, I don't know. It was just, it was like a deep, solid, steady love. Mm -hmm. Um, and like a a reliable love, a sustainable love Mm -hmm. and a love that I could trust. Mm -hmm. And was not going to waver and be this unhealthy, high, low, mm-hmm. toxic, crazy, rip you apart love. And also, I mean, I know with my life partner, I always, I still feel like it's just the beginning. Yes, that is definitely it. And it almost felt like it was a love that was based on wholeness and health. Like because of all that intense focus on my healing and coming back together, I had done, he had also done his own type of journey and self-work. We were both really whole and neither of us were looking for someone to fill a part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It was more so like a complimentary, a complimentary piece. thing. It was mm-hmm. like we were two separate pillars rather than two people needing to lean upon someone mm-hmm. else. And I think that is where that steadiness and that solidness comes from. Neither of us are really desperately needing each other to survive. Mm-hmm. We're just two whole individuals. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a healthy kind of love. And honestly, my life partner has really allowed me to just like focus on my mission, focus on my f- building a family with him, mm-hmm. focus on really making a difference, trying to make a difference mm-hmm. in the world and with the people around me. My friends, all my friends are like, thank God. Thank God I get to actually see Amber relaxed and herself and not constantly in her head and wondering what's going on and where are they? And he said this, uh, just basically I can be present in my greatness and with my family and with my friends and with my relationship because it's just, it's just meant to be. It's just like a cohesive, well um, balanced dynamic. Totally agree. Um, some other points that we have here about the life partner is that it could be a yin and yang energy balance so that one partner has the talents that the other partner lacks and vice versa. Um, deep healing takes place, um, both the spiritual and passionate connection. Um, so just, you know, really supportive, sustainable uh, relationship that has that potential for longevity. And for me, the one of the big indicators that this was sustainable and long-term life partner material was that it was just effortless. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just too. an effortless flow of ease. ease of like, we just get along. Like you just get me and I get you and my natural way of being doesn't trigger you in any way and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And there's no jealousy, there's no games, there's no, none of that. And, um, you, I think when you start off on that clean slate where it's solid, you're setting yourself up for a really great foundation. I completely agree. Um, so that, I hope that was, that was helpful to people, those three different types. Um, 
I think that is going to be taking us to our invitation uh, today for our listeners. And so for this week, our challenge to you is to write down all of your past relationships in a list and then mark each one as either your soulmate, your twin flame, or your life partner. Um, as you do this, you can come to peace with each one as teaching you exactly what you needed to learn at that moment in your life and in gratitude. This will clear you for a future free from any past heartache or sorrow lingering from past relationships. Please tell us about your experiences with these relationship archetypes. Do you have a crazy story about your twin flame? Drop it in the comment section and please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We read every single comment and we are so grateful for your support. Amazing. Oh, I can take a deep breath now. <laughs> I am free. Amazing. Thanks so much, Jenna, for you know hosting that. Thank you, Amber, for telling us and everyone about all of your personal experiences. I know they're super interesting to me and I hope others also find them interesting. Yeah. I can I can only really share vulnerably about that cuz I'm on the other side, but you know, I know that a lot of people are still stuck in that negative mind loop or that crazy space with or unconcluded space with their major relationships and I really hope that this article offers you a sense of freedom and closure and health um, and purpose around those relationships because I know that it, it was a major major shift in my life um, so yeah I really really hope it helps people Thank you. So, yeah, thanks for being with us today and we can't wait to have you with us next time. Thanks and bye. Have a beautiful day. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.